0: Locked on Nationals podcast here presented by Rock Auto. My guest today, Brittany Giroli, she writes about the Washington Nationals for the Athletic. Really nice conversation with her today about a range of things from uh, national stuff, general baseball things, also the effect of COVID on minor league baseball. She just did a story on the Athletic about how the Fredericksburg Nationals are dealing with this as well, too. So very interesting story there. It was a really fun interview. Hope you guys enjoy 3-2 3-2 to Suzuki. Kurt Suzuki, see you later. The Nets have won it. Seven runs in the bottom of the ninth. This is deep to center field. Bellinger's back, it's a grand slam. Howie Kendrick with
1: a 10th inning grand slam to break it open. The former Dodger breaking hearts of Los Angeles. The kick in, here it comes. Swing
0: and a miss! Swing
1: and a miss! Swing and a
0: miss! And a World Series Game 7 winning Curly W is in the books. The celebration is on. The Washington Nationals are the world champions. You are listening to the Locked On Nationals podcast. Your one-stop shop for news, analysis, and conversation surrounding your reigning undisputed World Series champion Washington Nationals. Now, here's your host, Josh Neighbors. Locked On Nationals podcast. Here, Josh Neighbors joining me on the phone today, Brittany Giroli from the Athletic. Brittany, appreciate your time. Uh, as the country gets back, kind of a little to a little bit of normalcy. Um, we are hoping that baseball comes back, but for non-coronavirus-related reasons, it appears right now, we, uh, we cannot. And my first question to you is, you know, when people always talked about the 94 work stoppage and, and saying that's why they kind of fell out of love with baseball, I was always confused because I was like, how do you fall out of love with a, a sport that you care about so much? I'm starting to get a little bit of that sense now from people. They're just tired and fed up um, kind of, you know, with the, the whole millionaires fighting billionaires thing. Is that the sense you're getting from just kind of, you know, what you observe from people on Twitter and who you talk to?
1: Yeah, I think the sense, uh, you know, I talk to people in the industry, other reporters, so that's obviously a biased viewpoint. I think fans seem like they're getting tired of it. Quite honestly, I'm tired of it. Um, I'm tired of reading about it. I'm tired of hearing about it. I just want someone to let me know when there's a deal done. So I can only imagine um, how people who are just casual observers or fans of a game or a team or a player feel, um, you know, that the NBA and the NHL got their shit together and it seems like MLB just can't. Um, and a lot of that, of course, has to do with the state we're in with the pandemic. Those sports leagues already started, um, so it's not really fair to compare them. Uh, but certainly it's frustrating uh, if we're going to end up with, what, 48, 50 games in 62 Um, especially if it comes down to a case where the league just kind of strong arms it and that's all we end up having. Um, It's just a a really bad situation for a game that I, you know, I I really love as do others.
0: Uh, And so your colleagues, Ken Rosenthal and Evan Drellis today, you know, combined for, for a piece that it started off saying major league baseball is increasingly likely to be played in 2020. And that made me hopeful. And then I kept reading and you know, it, you just there are all these points of contention and from the testing to the money to the length of the season, which obviously is linked to the, to the money, to you know the money involving with the playoffs and the regular season. It, I'm starting, I mean, I, I think being hopeful and positive is always good, but it's starting to feel like there are so many barriers to cross. And um, I, it's getting to a point where I feel like whatever product is out there in terms of duration of the season, not not in terms of quality, might be watered down and feel illegitimate because going from 162 to whatever number we're going to get is just going to be, it's going to be a pretty wide gap from what I'm I'm starting to think. How about you?
1: Yeah, I mean, like I said, the 48, 50 games or whatever is going to suck. I don't know how else to put it, really. I don't uh, know. I don't know how Ken and Evan have been able to report as thoroughly as they have without losing their minds. Uh, frankly, uh, the whole thing kind of gives me an ice cream headache. Um, so, you know, kudos to them and you're right. They've done a great job on the athletic in terms of really following every angle of this. And, you know, I know some of the players are on the the union and it's exhaustive. I want to make sure that they're not kind of, setting up future players to get screwed by this whole system on one hand. On the other hand, uh, you just wish that they would make a deal already and that we were really on this podcast to talk about like spring training part two or something. Right.
0: (laughs) Uh, And you know, something you worked on the athletic with with Fabian Ardaya and talking about minor league, minor league systems, he talks about, you know, and how they've been hit. And they said, look, we're not, we're no, you know, danger of going under, but I mean, there's there's a lot of reasons why minor league baseball is important. I think the one people aren't talking about enough is this, it's it's a big connection. I mean, major league baseball is only played in 24 cities across the country. And I think minor league baseball is really important to keep that attachment, people's attachment to baseball as fans. Because, you know, not, and not everybody, a lot of people can't go to major league ballparks. Um, I don't think we're focusing enough on you know, the way minor leagues, minor league teams and, and those players have been affected by, you know, by the coronavirus.
1: Totally. And I just think it's really fun to go to those games as a fan. It's, it's, you know, you can sit really low and, you know, you don't have to worry about getting, you know, giving up a ton of money to park or, you know, paying $12 for a beer. And um, it's still like family-friendly entertainment. And you're right. It's in a lot of places where people have families and people don't have to worry about battling to get to the Yankees game or, you know, things like that. And I think people do feel connection when they see a guy play a double A and then they see him play on a big league team, you know, a year or two down the line. So um, certainly I feel for the whole minor league baseball system. I mean, they are set up to be an in-person entertainment value. They are not set up to be on TV like MLB. They're not set up to withstand having no fans in the stands the way a lot of these pro sports are. Um, so certainly they're taking the brunt of this. And I think if we want to kind of look at the silver lining here, the at least all of the, the baseball clubs, all of MLB teams have admitted to that $400 stipend. Uh, there were a few teams teetering. The Nationals, of course, tried to pay their minor leaguers $300. The A's reversed their decision. So, you know, I think the backlash and the public outcry and the support from people with minor league baseball has been great. Um, but can this product, I think the big question is, can this product afford to have it a year off? You know, and you mentioned the article that, that we wrote today um, with the Trash Pandas, which are an Angels affiliate, mm-hmm. the the Nationals, Fredericksburg affiliate. These are two new affiliates that were are counting on 2020 being the year. You know, that we're really looking for this whole thing. Just... And, you know, in the Nationals case, they have this brand new turf and they had everything set up. And now they're in Virginia, which has got some of the strictest um, adherence laws in terms of phasing back from COVID that there is, I think they just announced they might start to get into phase two. Um, so they can't even host large groups. They can't really do anything right now. Um So certainly it's going to be a financial hit for all of these teams, especially the ones that are still under these guidelines where they can't even make their facility an entertainment, can't even rent it out. Really, um, they spent all this money, they prepared, they were ready to go. And then they kind of had that the The rug pulled out from under them, so to speak, and they may not recover. A lot of affiliates may never recover from this. A lot of players may never recover from this. I think you're going to see a lot of lives impacted by this, and you're going to unfortunately see the minor leagues really start to shrink, which ultimately was the goal of Rob Manfred and the owners anyway, to get rid of a bunch of teams, to get rid of some of these affiliates. And this just really plays into their hand as well.
0: Today's Locked On Nationals podcast is brought to you by Built Bar, the best tasting, best for you sports performance bar in the game today. Go to builtbar.com, use the code LOCKEDON for $10 off on your first order. That's $10 off on your first order if you use the code LOCKEDON. They've got 16 bar flavors, all are chocolate, eight with nut, eight without nut, so there's something for everybody. I'm a fan of the chocolate mousse and the chocolate mint the most My dad likes the chocolate peanut butter, so there really is something for everybody. Also check out their Built Boost as well for sports drinks. Once again, go to BuiltBar.com. Use the code LOCKEDON for $10 off on your first order. Today's Locked On Nationals podcast is brought to you by Rock Auto. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather rather than charging market prices like airlines do. rockauto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or an account login. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on on in the how did you hear about us box so they know about us sending you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, RockAuto.com. And what what like specific challenges? You know, for a team like Fredericksburg, where obviously the team says we're going to be in a, in a good situation, but the financial hit is you know we're going to take one. Do they say in which way specifically it's going to manifest itself? Do they not know? Um, do they are there are there plans for how they're going to try to recover? Did you ever get did you get a sense of that through writing the story?
1: Yeah, well, they got such a good financial backing and sponsorships, and, you know, moving from uh, the Woodbridge area to the Fredericksburg area. Um, they had a lot of commitments about concert series outside that, you know, is still going to, I believe, potentially take place. They're hopeful they can do movie nights and other events to kind of recoup some of that lost revenue uh, at some point during the year. But make no mistake, it hurts. I think what helps is this is in a family owned team ownership group since 1990 and this is something that's not talked about enough at the major league level they've made profits every year so taking a loss absolutely sucks you know they weren't able uh, most i think about half their staff they said were laid off they weren't able to do some of the new hiring that they wanted to do but they're going to make it through this just like all these mlb teams are going to make it through this even though owners will have you think differently. These, these MLB owners will have you feel like, oh, they can't possibly deal with one year of losses right. when they made $10 billion as a group last year, right? So I think for some of these more solid minor league affiliates, and certainly these new ones are, or they wouldn't have moved to that area, gotten the financing involved in a stadium, all of the stuff that comes with it they're going to be okay. I worry about the ones who have been there for 15, 20 years in rookie ball, um, the tiny towns in class A that, you know, a lot of those families that usually go to the games are going to be hit hard by unemployment. Uh, that's what I think see with a lot of these affiliates. All right,
0: so kind of getting towards some national stuff. I saw you did you know, one of your Q and A sessions with fans on the athletic the other day, and you said, well, you know, the shortened season—the shorter the season gets, the higher the advantage is for the Nationals. And obviously, there's the rest part of this too. But there is the part where I mean, the Nationals were on a, such a big tear from May until the end of the season last year. And as we get closer towards you know the deadline of of winter, and you know that being obviously cut off for when you can play baseball, the duration of when the Nats are going to have to go on a run, if you will, to you know defend their title gets shorter. And I think that benefits them specifically in context of their division. You've got so many teams, uh, you know, at least the Phillies, the Braves, and the Mets who are trying to compete with D.C., trying to compete with each other, obviously, too. But the Nationals have a leg up of they know what it's like to succeed in short windows of time, especially, you know, getting a playoff spot, holding off other teams, and then succeeding in the postseason. I mean, each day this thing passes and each day this season gets shorter, it's advantage Nationals, especially, I think, compared to the rest of the division. Do you agree?
1: Yeah, I think I think when you look at the Nationals, you look at the way they're set up, certainly that like half of a season works better because they all pretty much played career highs. They all were taken to the absolute limit. You know, playing seven games in the World Series will do that to you. I think also when you look at it, the team's strength is starting pitching. So you can absolutely ride those guys harder and they will a shortened season. Uh, yes, they made moves to address the bullpen, but still they are a team by and large built on their starters. So, I do, I do think the shorter season is always going to favor them. They're also the oldest team in the big leagues. Right. People don't realize that they had so many some of these older guys last year playing less games is going to help those older guys. Having a DH universally is going to help those older guys. Um so this all kind of plays into the Nationals on one hand, on the flip side though, they can't do what they did last year. Their every game I think you're going to see this everywhere. It's going to be managed like a playoff game, especially if we're only playing 50 games. So that in and of itself could really come down to bullpen managing, to to the moves that Davey Martinez makes late in the game. So, you know, I think the Nationals are still a clear favorite um, to return, to have a really good successful season again. But so many things went their way. It's tough to say if they're absolutely set up to go back to the World Series. I think they're the best strongest team they can be on paper right now I think the shortened season certainly helps them but any team in a 50 game season can have a hot month and really make a run at this and that's also what's frightening about a short season
0: and then, you know, you mentioned a little while ago, the bullpen. They made some couple additions for that. I mean, what was your, in terms of pitching, what was your favorite addition the Nationals made this offseason? What you think is going to benefit them the most? And, I mean, it's going to be right off the bat, like you said, because it's going to be managed like playoff games. We're going to see what these these guys are going to be made of, you know, in terms of what they are as Nationals. But what's your favorite pitching addition the, the Nats made this offseason?
1: I think Will Harris. um, you needed somebody else to go with Daniel Hudson and Sean Doolittle. You couldn't continue to ride the same two pitchers um, if you are lucky enough to make it to the postseason again. Um, having that third option really helps spread it around. There can be a night now where Doolittle takes off or Hudson takes off and you're still okay in the seventh and eighth and ninth inning. Um, so I think that was key to add a guy like that, um, an underrated signing. I think he's been much better than people realize over the last few years. You know, national fans know him very well. Obviously. Hendrick home run right but this is a guy who is a really stand-up guy in the community constantly won awards uh as like Houston's good guy and he's also a pretty damn good pitcher so he really hasn't had like that cachet that comes with the name and I'm not sure why but I think this is a really good signing for the Nationals and I think it's really going to help their bullpen and help the depth of that bullpen
0: all right one last question before I get you out of here and this one is going to be about your Michigan State Spartans how do you feel about uh, your new head coach, Mel Tucker? I, I have to ask. I, w- I work for SiriusXM's college sports division, so we, we made a whole big uh, you know, to-do about Mel Tucker to Michigan State, and I was wondering how you feel about your new uh, Spartans head coach.
1: Um, I feel pretty good. I mean, I think money definitely talks, right, because they had a lot of, as you know, a lot of issues filling that position, and I initially was one of those people who wanted Pat Arduzzi. I thought, you know, he'd be a great guy that would kind of fit their system. I there before as a coordinator. Um, I think the way D'Antonio left was kind of shady and put them behind the eight ball right from the get-go in terms of the hiring process, as we all saw. Um, It was probably a situation where they could have sat down months before and said, listen, we'll pay you out here. We'll give you the money you've got coming if you let us start the search. So I think for as behind as Michigan State was, um, they had to go out there and throw money at a guy. Tucker certainly looks like a guy who's going to really help them badly improve in some of the areas that they needed to. Um, When you initially asked me about Michigan state, I thought you were going to ask me about how upsetting it is that Michigan state was going to win in college hoops because they were playing their best basketball going heading into the tournament before it was canceled. Um, I stand uh, (laughs) as well. Also heartbroken about that. So, um, we could talk Michigan State all day If you haven't uh, already noticed But um, Yes, Tom is in that program I was fully ready for another Final Four And I think honestly, we've talked about like COVID And everything and impacts on all the sports And some of the turning And you know, the one thing that you can't replicate That you can't just have come back together That I'm sad about Really sad about missing is March Madness And I know I'm not alone here Because it's just such a unique format, a unique sport And you know, yes, regardless of whether you have it again next year, uh, you still feel and everyone feels like they've been robbed because it's such an enjoyable thing to watch. Even people who don't follow college basketball get into it with their various office pools and stuff. And um, to me, that's you didn't ask, but now I'm, I'm rambling here on, on no, a tangent. Um, I, I'm really I, upset that, that March Madness is, is no more. Brittany, let me
0: tell you something you your sentiment is the same thing that that we heard of. I work for the big twelve channel specifically. The Kansas fans were all like this you should you should probably just give us the championship because it was our year so uh as the same way you feel about <laughs> Michigan state and also I feel the worst for Dayton I mean dayton they're you're never going to see a Dayton team like that ever again Michigan State you guys might be able to recreate it, but i feel I feel worse right Dayton but we've like, that's the thing is I think we've, you know, we're so far removed from that we've forgotten. But I think colleges were the ones who were kind of the hardest hit because the pro teams, like, they're going to be able to get these groups, you know, not obviously in, in their same iterations completely, but for the most part these, these groups are going to be back together. Those colleges, man, those kids, you know, it's, it's like they're never going to be together again. That's, that's the one thing. And I've kind of forgotten about it as time goes on, but it's, it's still really a really a hard pill to swallow even now in June.
1: Agreed. Agreed. Like I said, as you could tell, I'm still bitter about it. The thing is, is that it was their year, right? Because it never happened. So every team is going to say, Hey, what if? So listen, look back at those tapes. The big 10 tournament also would have been fantastic. Um, I mean, let's call it a spade. There was such a deep pool there in the big 10 tournament. Um, usually you have one or two good teams and then kind of everybody else. Right. But you look the way that conference was set up and that was going to be fascinating as well. So, I just feel kind of robbed of, as a, as a college athlete, former college athlete in Michigan State, mm-hmm. um, I commiserate with these guys because I feel robbed as a fan. I can only imagine what these athletes are going through and how they feel um, their athletic careers have come to a close. All
0: right, Brittany, where can they find you on social media?
1: You can find me on Twitter at Britt underscore um, You can read my work on the athletic. I write about the Naps. I write about sometimes just general MLB stuff. Um, Right now I'm doing kind of a cool series on my memories on the on each team and each so we're we're heading into the Orioles uh, glory years so yeah check me out follow me and uh, let me know what you think.
0: All right Brittany Giroli of The Athletic appreciate your time today.
1: Yeah thanks for having me.